0: What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 881. In this episode, I'll discuss the unwarranted continuation of antipsychotics after ICU and hospital discharge. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 881. Although the use of antipsychotics to treat ICU delirium does not have robust patient-focused outcomes data, they are frequently used. Usually, antipsychotics are started when a patient with ICU delirium becomes agitated to the point they're a danger to themselves or ICU staff. The Society of Critical Care Medicine Pain and Sedation Guidelines explain this in the details of their conditional recommendation against the use of antipsychotics to treat ICU delirium. They say, although this recommendation discourages the routine use of antipsychotic agents in treatment of delirium, patients who experience significant distress secondary to the symptoms of a delirium, such as anxiety, fearfulness, hallucinations, or delusions, or who are agitated and may be physically harmful to themselves or others, may benefit from short-term use of haloperidol or an atypical antipsychotic until these distressing symptoms resolve based on the panel's clinical experience. Patients who start with an antipsychotic for delirium in the ICU often remain on these medications unnecessarily after discharge. Continued exposure to antipsychotic medication can result in significant morbidity and financial cost. Panel members judged that the undesirable consequences of using either haloperidol or an atypical antipsychotic far outweighed the potential benefits for most critically ill adults with delirium and thus issued a conditional recommendation against their routine use. Researchers recently published in American Journal of Health System Pharmacy a retrospective multi-centered descriptive analysis of the unwarranted continuation of antipsychotics for the management of ICU delirium during transitions of care. The inclusion-exclusion criteria were as follows. Patients were included in the study if they received at least three doses of antipsychotics while in the ICU with the presence of either a clinical diagnosis of delirium or a positive CAM score and, patients were excluded if they were on an antipsychotic before ICU admission. The authors found of the 300 patients included and initiated on antipsychotics for ICU delirium, 157, just over 50%, were continued on therapy upon transfer from the ICU to another level of inpatient care. And the number of patients continued on newly initiated antipsychotics further increased to 183 patients, just over 60%, upon discharge from the hospital. And these are very high rates of unwarranted continuation of antipsychotics. The study underscores the importance of discontinuing this treatment before the patient leaves the ICU. The authors went on to apply multivariable logistic regression analysis to identify risk factors for antipsychotic continuation, both at ICU and hospital discharge. Patients transferring out of a mixed ICU versus a medical ICU had a 4.5-fold higher odds of antipsychotic continuation and a 2.1-fold higher odds if they were transferring out of a surgical versus a medical ICU. And for continuing an antipsychotic at hospital discharge, the odds ratio was 1.12 for patients that had longer ICU lengths of stay. If ICU delirium is an acute and reversible condition, these high rates of antipsychotic continuation are unwarranted. The ICU pharmacist can be the clinician that highlights and eliminates antipsychotic continuation after ICU discharge. Strategies to accomplish this include reconciliation, handoff tools, and protocolized discontinuation. To access my free download area with 20 different resources to help you in your practice, go to pharmacyjo.com slash free. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of The Elective Rotation.